Welcome back to One Visit Away with your host, Kevin Fitzpatrick. This show focuses on true stories of philanthropy in order to understand what it takes to succeed in major gift fundraising. Listen to these stories and you'll realize you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization. If you haven't done it already, I really think you should check out MarketSmart's new white paper titled Fundraising Automation, the Nonprofit Leader's Guide to Optimizing Operations. Here's why. You probably have plenty of prospects identified, more than enough for each gift officer. But while these folks might have capacity and affinity, according to prospect research, in most cases, they're not ready to meet with your staff. You know this is true when you reach out and they don't engage and answer your calls or emails. That's why you need to read this white paper. It will help you understand how you can warm up your identified prospects so they pre-qualify themselves for your outreach. That way, your staff will stay more focused, working with the major donor prospects who said they are ready while automating cultivation for the rest until they signal that they're ready. Think of it like this. With fundraising automation, you're basically adding a helper to your team who works 24-7 and never takes vacations. One who knows exactly what to say to help people move themselves forward so they lean in and even raise their hands or set an appointment with a gift officer entirely on their own. This white paper will help you understand how you can deliver this kind of truly donor-centric cultivation automatically so you won't have to hire more staff. Instead, you'll optimize the great people you've already got and raise more money more efficiently. Download the free white paper on fundraising automation from MarketSmart now at imarketsmart.com optimize to learn all you need to know so you can decide whether to build an automated cultivation system on your own or you might want to avoid that headache and get MarketSmart to do it for you in a matter of weeks. Either way, I urge you to check out this free report at imarketsmart.com optimize. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the One Visit Away podcast. In today's episode, we're going to go into the only two ways you can raise more money. And before we get there, just as always, I want to let you know, uh, follow me on LinkedIn if you would like daily uh, tips or comments to help you raise more money in major gifts. And as always, if you're enjoying this podcast, go check out my course, Major Gift Millions. You can find out more onevisitaway.com slash millions and join the almost 300 students who are in there uh, learning how to close big gifts, crush their goals, and love their job in major gifts. But now we will move on to today's episode. There are only two ways to raise money. The first is you can go get new donors, and the second is you can form deeper relationships with your current donors and help them grow in generosity. Those are really the only two categories. Now, of course, there's a lot of ways you can raise money, but the 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 two categories are go find new people or increase giving from the current list. It's the same thing in uh, business. You can find more customers or you can gain more revenue from current customers. And in the world of nonprofits and major and fundraising specifically, it is almost always the case that you should focus on deepening relationships with your current donors. It should pretty much always be the primary focus. 
until you do that, you have no business going after new donors. It's like, if you can't treat your current donors well, why in the world should you go find new ones? And the reason I think this is such an important topic is because pretty much every organization gets this wrong until they start doing major gifts well, is they're constantly focused on acquiring new donors. And I think there's a variety of reasons for this. One is that people don't know how to do major gift fundraising effectively. They don't know how to reach out and schedule a visit. They don't know how to have a conversation about generosity. But then also, so, so one is they, they don't understand that there could be this massive growth from just working with the current donors and they don't know how to do it. And so it seems like going after new people is much simpler. And that, I, I get it. It's, it's, it seems like, well, we don't know how to get more money over here, so let's just go find new ones. We can always tell more people about what we're doing. Hopefully, they'll give us a couple bucks. And there's, there's a lot of reasons that that is, that is flawed. Again, one of them is that if you're not treating your current donors well, that means when you get new ones, you're not going to treat them well either. So that's one thing. You've got to figure out how to do this well so that, one, you might realize you just don't need new donors at all. The other reason people navigate towards new donors is you don't have to confront any of the failures or of the organization from the past. So for example, I was talking to an organization recently that has a donor that had given them a really significant gift a couple of years ago, and they haven't reached out to them because they're worried that the donor uh, might be upset or have lack of interest because that organization had a program that didn't go the way that they hoped that it would. And so they haven't reached out to him. And I was telling him, no, you like, you got to go reach out to him and just ask him about it. Because the worst thing about something negative happening at an organization, you know, in terms of like how it affects donors is that is not that the donor freaks out and gets upset and they're like, ah, we're never giving to you again. It's that we determine for them, oh, they're no longer interested. They couldn't be. So I'll just ignore them. Like I had an organization I was talking to one time that was telling me about this one donor that had given a really significant gift to them. It was a small organization. They'd given like a $50,000 gift to begin an initiative and the initiative was a total disaster, just crashed and burned. They shut it down. And then that donor hadn't given in a couple of years. And I was asking them, like, why haven't you, why haven't you gone to talk to that donor? And they said, well, because they're upset. I was like, how do you know they're upset? Well, it's just obvious. Well, okay, but so they haven't told you? Well, no, they haven't told me, but it's just obvious that they're upset. How do you know that? Well, the executive director told me. How do you see the executive director know that? Well, the board told him. How does the board know that? Well, it's just everybody just knows that they're they're upset about this. And I was like, until the you have heard it directly from the donor themselves, you can't trust that that's true. And so this director of development wound up getting a visit scheduled with that donor. And turns out they weren't upset at all. <laughs> this is someone who has given away many millions of dollars over the course of their life. And 
They understand that stuff doesn't go according to plan all the time. They weren't upset at all. And they wound up asking for, it was either a $75,000 or $100,000 gift, whatever it was. It was seventy-five dollars or 100000 It was the largest ask in the history of the organization. And the donor said yes. And they just wrote him a check for that amount. And so the point is, is when you're so focused on, well, we got to find new people. We got to find new people. Part of the reason is because we're not willing to have potentially uncomfortable conversations with our current donors. And it's like, don't be afraid to have honest conversations with your donors about, hey, we didn't accomplish what we thought we would. This didn't turn out the way that we hoped it would. And I wanted to ask you, like, how does that make you feel? How does that impact your view of the organization moving forward? And yeah, sometimes someone will be upset and they don't want to help again. But more often than not, the fact that you're willing to have that honest conversation with the donor is going to increase their appreciation for you, their level of respect for you. So that's a huge thing. So the idea that you got to find new people because it's easier than dealing with the, you know, failures of the organization in the past is is no good. And I want to tell you just another little, you know, hypothetical scenario of why you should go after your you should deepen relationships with your current donors. And by the way, this is the entire strategy I recommend with my coaching clients is like why in the world would we go talk to anybody new right now when we've got this long list of people we've been ignoring because what I know like many of you know that are listening to this podcast when you're not visiting with their donors they're you're they're not giving anywhere close to their capacity so if you can imagine somebody's been giving let's call it ten thousand dollars a year to your organization they've been doing that for five years they send in their ten thousand you write them a thank you note and then you send them a letter at the beginning of the new year, asking them if they can give their 10000 again. That's how many organizations approach major gift fundraising. But if that organization realized, hey, if we go visit with this donor, if we start getting to know them, understanding their giving priorities, asking them about you know how they feel, like what's caused them to give so generously to our organization, there can be tremendous opportunity for growth there. I mean, if somebody's giving you $10,000 without ever, without you having a real relationship with them and asking them for something specific, they're not giving anywhere close to their capacity. And you can imagine, and by the way, whatever someone gives as a first time gift is not going to be anywhere close to their capacity. So like if you imagine someone earns a million dollars a year and they decide to give away 10% of their income, well, that's $100,000. And out of that $100,000, let's say they send $25,000 to their church, they send another $25,000 spread out among, you know, their, the high schools and colleges they attended. Now you got $50,000 left over. And then they send, let's call it, you know, three $10,000 gifts to different organizations well, before the year begins, that's already $80,000 that's determined of what they're going to give away at uh, before the year even begins. So there's like 20000 left over in discretionary giving. And so if you meet with somebody 
and you know they've given they've given a thousand bucks to your organization and it's the first time you visit with them and you ask them for a ten thousand dollar gift and they come back with five thousand well first off that's a huge win in and of itself but don't view it as well that's all their capacity is they're only going to give us five thousand no that's just the next step in the relationship what we're doing in major gifts is helping our organization move up in this person's giving priorities over time if it would be meaningful to them and so someone who started off giving you a thousand could go to five thousand the next year and then over time as you deepen the relationship they can then go on to give 10 25,000 someone like that as their income grows to could even wind up giving you 50,000 bucks at a time or more and i've just seen this happen over and over i mean all of my coaching clients that close really significant six and seven figure gifts without question it's happening from current donors to the organization they're not just finding random people they're not i don't i don't have a single experience uh in my career of where like you just someone randomly comes in with a hundred thousand dollar gift or they heard about it at an event and just here's a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars these things happen because people give a small gift to get started they've shown you we care about your organization when someone raises their hand and says i want to help we should be focusing on these people first one it's a way faster path to significant growth Two, you know it's a real opportunity because everybody else you're reaching out to, you don't even know if they care about your organization and you don't know if they're generous. Just because somebody's rich doesn't mean they're a good prospect for your organization. And so if you haven't been doing major gift fundraising intentionally, start doing that now before you even think about acquiring new donors. If you got 150 people or 250 people who are given a gift of $1,000 or more annually, and you're not meeting with them, but you have a focus on bringing on new donors, it's laughable. It's like, this is crazy. You've got the jackpot sitting right there. You've got all these people giving you $1,000 or more that you're just ignoring, who have shown you we care about this and we have capacity. Because by the way, whatever the research is, it's something like 70% of Americans could not handle a thousand dollar unforeseen expense that comes up without taking on debt so if somebody gives you a thousand dollars in one lump sum by definition they're doing better than like 70 percent of the country and you need to go visit with these people and find out what their story is find out what they're passionate about find out what their capacity is once you start doing that and you're serving them well, and you're closing big gifts, now you can start to think about, do we really need new donors? And if we do, what are the systems and processes and team members that our organization we need to have in place so we can make that happen? By the way, all of this is why I am so excited about MarketSmart and why they're the only fundraising company I've ever had as a sponsor on this podcast is because I believe so much in what they're doing of working with current donors. Everything that their system does is designed to serve your current donors well. It's not about 
let's just put 50,000 new people into the top of your funnel and hope something sticks. They know, like everybody that has been involved in major gift fundraising for a long time, the real opportunity is working with your current donors, getting to know them, asking for something specific that's meaningful to them, and that all of that is what leads to really significant giving. By the way, once you identify those people who are giving you six and seven figure gifts, let's talk to them about referrals and new donor acquisition to see who they can put us in front of. Because people who have that kind of capacity and give that those kinds of gifts, they know other people like them and at the next level of generosity and wealth. And so a referral from someone like that to a peer that can also give six, seven, eight-figure gifts is way more valuable than let's just keep adding in thousands of random people and hoping something sticks. So I hope that was helpful. If you missed the webinar I did this past week, a 60-minute guide to your first major gift, go check that out. I'll leave a link in the uh, description of this podcast episode and uh, go check out the replay. And as always, go check out more information about my course, Major Gift Millions, onevisitaway.com slash millions. And I look forward to seeing you enrolled in the course. Thanks so much for listening. As always, I hope this episode has inspired you to go schedule more visits with your current donors because you're just one visit away from a transformational experience for your benefactors and your organization.